Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dan from the Top 10% Podcast here. Today is Tuesday, May 10th. Sorry for a little vacation we had last week. Scott and I were south setting up some properties in Indiana and Kentucky and trying to chase some birds around all over. Um, So we are back in action, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this uh, week's guest. Um, from uh, a show that you you might be familiar with, but if not, we're going to introduce you today. So stay tuned. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. Look at that top. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast. I am, again, your host, Dan Carter. Thanks for uh, joining us. I've got Tribal, CBE, CEO. What are you? CEO? CBO? CQR? The CP3 or the CEO or the CP3 okay. of the TPP. All right, so we, we got him on here, and I got uh, I got a special guest on the other end here. Um, some of you guys might be familiar with him, um, and we'll, we'll tap into, I've heard that he might have a couple names, um, but we'll give you his formal name, uh, Nick Kohili from yep. The Rise. So... Yep. Welcome on, Nick. Give us a little bit of history on you. Um, I know you got some some distant ties to us here at Top Ten and, and with Scott, some some contact stuff there and, and whatnot. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and and how you got started with Tyler at the Rise and, and kind of go. I'll let you spin from there. All right. Um, obviously, Michigan base. Uh, you know, so like everyone else, trying to travel and hunt, do as much as we can. Um, as far as meeting up with Tyler and the Rise, we uh, back in the day we used to race motocross together, and he, we were kind of competition, you know, kind of buddies, not so much, you know, that we were competition against each other. So right, it, we we tried to be friends, but you know, it's kind of those things. So hey, what's going on? We see each other other than that. I was about that. I who like was, you. Uh, who was top dog? Like you at an arm reach. That's it, right? Uh, you know, I, we won't get into that. But, <laughs> um, did you win? No, did you win at the motocross? What's that? Did you win, beat them at motocross all the time? A little, a little bit, a couple of times. <laughs> I figured. But, we need to get um, him on next time, and then we'll talk about a, a, a competition. Yeah. You know, we'll host it right here in the side yard. No. He'll, probably, he'll probably say the same thing. No, I beat Nick every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so, anyways, yeah, we... Uh, I, you know, I've always been big into hunting type thing growing up. That was basically that was what I did all fall. It didn't matter as after school or anything along those lines. Um, Tyler got pretty big into it too. So we both ended up, we get older where bones get a little sore and, uh, kind of gave up small across the old type thing. And, sure. um, just kind of, you know, as well as mutual things, you know, Hey, you're big into hunting. I'm a big into hunting type of thing and became pretty good buddies. And then some rather real close buddies got into the rise with Tyler. They started it up and, uh, I was just kind of always on the back burner cause, uh, I did some stuff with Midwest whitetail back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so I was kind of just on the back burner, you know, get buddies with them, always on the sideline with them, just supporting them any way I could. And then finally just one of the years, they're like, hey, uh, you want to jump on with us type of thing? And so kind of did the leap, and that's been the story, you know, since. So. Well, we won't talk about the amount of stuff that um, you guys, you know, put on the ground. But, I mean, you have a tendency to put – quite a few deer, you know, I mean, I think they, they, they give you a little bit, uh, of extra credit from that side. When I, when I listen to the stuff, you know, you're, you're known as, uh, the killer in the group, I guess, uh, I would say, you know, I mean, I see, I see a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, it's a good show if you guys haven't checked it out. Um, and I'll let you give an opportunity to plug that a little bit too. And, and, you know, obviously you want to check out our stuff too. Maybe we'll do some cross pollination with you guys later on. And, yeah. and Scott and I were talking about maybe doing, you know, you guys did that Turkey camp thing. We'll get into that here in just a minute, but, um, kind of similar to what we did for our live event. I mean, between the two of us, it was like I was telling him, I said, I don't think I've seen anybody out there putting turkeys down like like you guys did, like we did. I mean, yeah. we put the same amount, you know, we're pretty close. I mean, what, seven, eight, eight? Had a eight, couple misses eight, as well. Know, you got What, you guys have six, seven in like two uh, days? Uh, we eight? had five and then a couple that didn't get recovered being mm. exposed, but, you know. It happens. Yeah, it's, if anyone's turkey on with the boat, one day they'll figure it out. <laughs> right, right. So, what? How long have you been with Ryzen? A couple uh, years I now. Think, I think this will be year four, going into year four now, if I remember right. Okay. So, okay. A couple of years, and I can't complain one bit. It's been a fun journey with these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's kind of like I, I, you know, I take to their their system and the way that he puts stuff out there. Um, and you know, and I don't know who's doing the production and everything, but I really enjoy the way that you guys put your show together, kind of like what we're trying to do with what we, you know, our content and, you know, trying to tell a story and, and have good B roll and stuff leading into everything. And, you know, it gives a good story about you guys too. Like you have a presence. It's very easily like, you know, kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about off record the the whole people showing up somewhere and going hey i know you i know i know where you're from well, wait a minute i'm trying to hunt here leave me alone you know yeah and it, it, it's not like you're driving around with a super super badged vehicle i know tyler's got his truck has a little bit yeah. more badging than <laughs> yeah. yours but you know it's like oh, you know so it it creates a presence which is good and, and especially in our industry and having you know everybody thinks that it's competitive or and it is i think just because we all want to kill you know we want to yeah. harvest but to a certain extent, no doubt, no doubt about it. You know, it's we we put in our hard work and dedication into it, and um, you know, I try to be as friendly as I can with everyone and, sure. and whatnot. But there's sometimes, you know, you get rubbed a little bit the wrong way, and <laughs> kind of some people push in a little wrong, and it's like, all right, you know, it, yeah. it kind of steps on your toes a little bit, which is all part of it. You know, it's, right? You know, we hunt in a highly pressured state as it is, you know, or we live in one, and it's just you got to deal with it. But, either way but when it's kind of someone you know it rubs you a little bit the wrong way right yeah i think i think you you hit the nail on the head there i mean as being as highly pressured as we are as a state that's one thing that i've noticed um and even you know listening to you know other podcasts and stuff and you know obviously we talked a little bit about him too like you listen to the fall or whatever with aaron i know you guys deal a lot with aaron as well and you know i i love his content and what he does with the podcast and even you know obviously his background and the and the video side is phenomenal so um i think that 
when we start tapping into the out of state stuff, we realize just how much pressure that we have. Cause we can go unannounced. We can walk into a local bar and sit down and have a dinner and no, nobody look at us and they're not concerned. Even if, you know, Scott and I went somewhere in, well, I don't know where we're at, Kentucky or Indiana. And, you know, we were littered in top 10 stuff in the, in the truck and nobody asked us any questions or anything. Hey, if we, were, well, if we did that here, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. So, and not just in the field, but, but anywhere we go. So it's, it's a good, good to be recognized. But then again, sometimes in the industry that we're in, we don't want to be, cause we don't want people yeah. to know where we're at. It's got a happy medium and it got me in there somehow. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got a ghillie suit for my truck to put on it. So that when I'm hunting somewhere <laughs> that people can't see it. So, um, it's white child adrenaline. They just drive around minivans. I think that's a new, new ticket. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that too. I'm like, maybe we just need to get like some old Honda Odysseys and some Toyota Siennas <laughs> and just tin them out and drive them places. Little four W yeah. Subaru or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. So what else? Let's talk about, um, let's talk about some of your achievements that you've had from the killing. And we'll get into a couple of those stories. Um, you know, obviously everybody wants to hear the good stuff. So, I mean, well, you've, you've been a long time, uh, known harvester of some good deer. I know just from going back, obviously talking off record our history. And I know some stuff that you've put on the ground as opposed to, um, some of the new stuff that I've seen the footage of, but, uh, what is your, let's start with your favorite. What's your favorite kill or most memorable harvest? I would have to say probably, probably the one that sticks, sticks out the most to me was back in 2014. Um, I killed at the time. It was my biggest buck for off of public land in Michigan with a bow during gun season. Nice. And for that one for me, it was kind of a high up on the bucket list. And, um, you know, it took years. I, I hunted that deer for two years and was able to capitalize on that one. That one really sticks out the most to me is, I'm, I'm um, trying to I'm trying to drum up my memory. Was that a mainframe ten? Yeah. Okay. You probably you probably remember the picture of me rolling them out on a bicycle. Yep. Yep. I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that one. Um. I would say you know he went his mainframe ten went one forty three, um, which I I guessed him at four and a half just because the you know previous year history with them, um, but that was kind of just. So my farm that I, my main farm, my hunt in Michigan is primarily only good through bow season. Okay. Um, just because it's like smaller woodlots, they're pretty open. And uh, once gun season comes around, then we start getting the colder months, like deer just shift out of there. And even during the winter months, you won't see any deer around there. Yeah. So that was my main focus during bow season. And then after that, I kind of decided that I needed to come up with some of something else other than being traveling out of state every weekend, which, you know, Sometimes you can't just afford, you can't do it financially. No. no. Um, so my dad was actually working for a trucking company and, uh, he was, when he was parking at one of the lots, he's like, Oh, you got me to check out this place. They, uh, it was across the street from there. He's like, Oh, there's a ton of deer sign. It's like a park where you could, but they would allow boat hunting only. Uh-huh. And, um, so one day I just got up, got a hair at my butt and went out there and walked around. And I was this amount of sign and tra- trees I was seeing rubbed up. I was just blown away. Cause you know, big bucks can rub small trees, but, you know, small right. bucks can't rub big trees type thing. And when I'm seeing trees telephone size rubbed up, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll put a little bit more effort into this place. And uh, so I found a spot, put a camera up there. And uh, this was like, I didn't go out there until about December that year. 
Okay. And uh, first camera pull at the time was, you know, I got that buck on camera and just was blown away, obviously, because it's public land in Michigan. I was like, holy shit. Right. Um, so I kind of got hunting him. Uh, and then I had another buck show up, which ties into the year I killed him. So he showed up on another camera and uh, he was daylight. So I went in there after him. And the day I went in there after him, he ended up skirting me. But it told me, showed me exactly where he came from and how he came. Okay. Um, so tying into the next year, I went into the next year with that information in the back of my head. Um, so going into the next year, same thing ordeal. But after like knowing what deer were caliber deer were out there, not the next year I was like, I want to get an earlier jump out there. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of using that as is kind of bouncing back and forth from there on my farm to get you know help keep pressure off my farm type of deal. And sure shit, right off the you know it was like. Little tail end of October, I got a picture of that buck again. At the time, I was calling him split brow 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next year, he ended up dropping the split brow, but it was about the same size. And uh, so I was, well, as soon as I got pictures, I was like, all right, how the hell am I going to kill this deer? Right. And um, what ended up happening is there was a, an old factory fence on the neighboring property, and a tree fell on it, making a good break cross line in there. Right. And uh, that's where that, year, that buck crossed the year before. So I put a camera on that crossing got pictures of that time the next year and uh just so happened i went out there my buddy was my buddy was a newer to hunt and i was like oh let's go back let's go out there i'll take you out here see if we can get you something killed sure so we go out there see some deer off in the distance nothing well then we climb down i get home forgot my camera arm at the base of, or camera arm at the base of the tree oh, God. so i was like all right well screw it i gotta go back you know next so the next day i go back get that it's like, might as well hunt, obviously, starting to lean in, miserable, obviously, one of those days, you don't want to be out there, but right. I had to get it because it's public land, I don't want it, someone coming across it. So sure. Sure shit, the hour before dark, here he comes right through that crossing in the fence and end up pinwheeling him, but it was just kind of one of those things where it's like two years on public land in Michigan, killing a four and a half year old. To me, that was a huge goal for me, accomplishment that... I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure if I put the time and effort into it now, I could maybe do it again. But after checking that off the list, it said public land in Michigan, I'm done. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I can think back to some public land harvest myself um, that have been pretty good for me as well. Not, not anything. I mean, I guess I probably, I got some 130s. I got 130, I think, you know, upper 130s. So, I mean, I'm comfortable with that in Michigan. Now I'm great. That's awesome. I mean, I'm at the point where, but I mean, that was back in the day before I really, I mean, I knew what big deer were and, you know, we harvested big deer for a long time. Of course, you probably know that too, from just seeing other things and pictures and stuff. Yeah. Obviously going back to, you know, to Pudge, but nonetheless, I mean, you look at, you look at some of these things that, and we, we preach that so often. That's kind of why I was hoping you were going to go to that story is with us talking so much about pressure and talking so much about just getting out there and patterning and doing these things that I just don't understand why people can't, they can't put some things together to make it work. You know what I mean? The deer there, Michigan has big deer. We do, you know, I mean, statistically guys like us and you and Tyler and, and Aaron, all these guys have a tendency to put stuff on the ground that are what I would consider high caliber deer for Michigan. And you get yeah. so many people. And I, and I think it's getting better with APRs and, and things like that. I mean, in certain areas. And, and I think that we're starting to see more people that people, 
Jeez, what peoplers. was it? Peoplers. Peoplers. More, More peoplers. I know. I mean, my, my Kentucky's coming out for a minute there. Um, <laughs> The I think we're seeing more and more people that are trying to to try and learn or try yeah. and follow in the footsteps. Everybody wants to listen to a podcast and learn about how to do whatever and low hanging branches and try and get in the brethren that we have here and and all these different things. But if you listen to any of our podcasts, you'll understand that you know Jeremy Haas are our tech here. That's his thing. He's, he's all about the brethren. So we try and get the word brethren in as many times as we can during these podcasts, just, just to give him a hard time. So, but, but nonetheless, I think it's, I think it's good. You, you touched on something that is one, a difficult task and it puts you into a different caliber as somebody that harvests exceptional deer from a high pressure area. Yeah. And it's not just high pressure on public. It's high pressure on, on private, as you said, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy on, on how much pressure is around us. You know, obviously we're all in Southern lower, you know, and you know, even you start going, what call it Mount Pleasant South. I mean, the pressure's ridiculous for even, you know, we start getting over into Grand Rapids and, and things like that. It's, it's pretty, yeah. pretty stupid. So, um, and the and hard thing with that deer too is, I mean, he kind of, he kind of gave me the, the, the confidence in a way too. Cause I killed my first, my first good deer. I, I say I killed back in 2010. And then I kind of went back on like, I went on a little dry spree of, you know, I killed okay deer, but then killing him in 2014, it was like, all right. Like, you know, it's just that little right. bit of confidence, but like, okay, I can do this. I can get on these deer. I can get it done type of thing. So that was almost like a, a big trigger stage for me. And well, that's huge too. Like, and we're, we'll spin right into that. Cause that's the other thing I was going to go off of is, so now you have the confidence. What does that just leads up to like, okay, now, and I hate to use the word trophy because like, I mean, yeah. we're trophy hunters. We really are. But I mean, honestly, it, from, from that standpoint, we, if you don't have the confidence, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to do anything and you know, and that's, yeah. that's a life lesson guys. Anybody listening? This is like, top 10% life lesson here today. You know, it's, it's, if you have confidence, have confidence in no matter what you do. And, and, you know, we'll get into some Turkey stuff here shortly too, cause it's Turkey season and people want to hear about that, yeah. but we'll go back to deer. But the, that's the biggest key. I think, like you said, you get a confidence build, you harvest a good deer as a youngster, you know, and then you start going and pursuing things and, and growing up like we did, you, you have a background that is, you know, we hunted, but we hunted the mentality of, you know, and I'm sure you did too, the brown is down mentality forever. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's got antlers. That's just a bonus, you know? And and then you, you start stepping outside of the box and we're following, you know, these TV personalities that are killing big deer and you're going, wait a minute, we got to have big deer somewhere. And then learning and then building that confidence. And then once you do that and you start executing and then all of a sudden people start paying attention to you and you start doing what we're doing right now. And, and, you know, and and it's good and it's, it's great to be able to, to share that stuff and tell people and tell these stories and go, look, you know what, when I went in there, this is, this is a situation. Honestly, I wasn't confident about sitting in the tree that day. It was raining. I had to go back and get my camera arm, but look what happens. And then afterwards you're like, you know what? I thought about it and I should have been there and I should have done this and why. And then if you're anything like me, you know, and and I don't know if you do this or not. You, you seem to be patternistic. So I'm huge with documenting um, all of the. Is that Remy snoring over the dog there? Is snoring oh my podcast. God, he's snoring crazy. Shop dog Remy's over here just sawing logs. I mean, he's like <laughs> leaning on the couch, just just getting after it. So if 
if there's like I take and I write down and log, obviously trail cameras help a ton now and cell cameras yeah. and everything, but I yeah. write down as much as I can as far as, especially if I'm tracking a deer for a couple of years and I'm going, okay, this is the deer that is my target. This is how I want to execute this particular harvest or what I can do. Do you keep exclusive notes or anything like that? Do you have any, any, any Nick secrets? I, I don't. And I probably should though. Cause there's been so many times where it's like something will happen. And then like, like Bob flicks off like, Oh yeah, he did this, he did that. Or, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, and, but I mean, the biggest thing I that I feel like my downfall is, especially in or like in general, is I try to be very conservative because yep. you know how it is in Michigan on those bigger deer, you get you don't get a mistake. You get one, no. you mess up one time, you're done. Yeah. And so I try to play the conservative, and then so my biggest downfall is sometimes I need to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And especially when I when I. I go to all their states and I do the same mentality too, thinking like, and even still, you know, them bigger deer, you really don't get it. You don't get mistakes with them. No, you don't. But you can push, I feel like in certain states, certain circumstances, obviously depending on where you're at and the pressure and all those, those things come into play, you can maybe press the envelope a little bit more. Right. And I just, I'm a very conservative hunter and sometimes it's hurt me and sometimes it's worked out, you know, yeah, I think I think I I used to be the same way, and I think as I started traveling more, and I started looking at my time and going, okay, look, I I know that I've got X amount of vacation days. I started looking at you know my vacations already planned out for the year. I already know, you know, I know when I need to be at my Illinois farm. I know when I want to be here. Or I want to be there and try and execute stuff in a different manner. I mean, you guys probably you know you've noticed the same thing. And as you sit down in a round table or you sit down and you talk about you know, with guys like ourselves and in, in, in tribal over there, he's quiet today. I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong with him. I think he's sick. So it's really weird. Normally he's got 14 things to say. I'm just, I'm just listening. He's just listening. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to get more stories here in just a minute. Cause I know Nick's got quite a few. So I, I think that that's made me more aggressive on that side and going, okay, I got three days to go in. And last year I did the same thing in Illinois. I went in and I said, okay, I got, I got two days. I'm here for two days. Um, I was on deer. I I was on a good deer. Um, And then I'm like, okay, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to go back and I've got another two days and then I've got to get back home because of work or whatever. And literally it was, it was four days. I mean, I only hunted 11, 11 days total last year, but, um, and still put two good deer on the ground. But, and, and I'm fortunate from that aspect, but I didn't hunt any here really in Michigan, a couple times here in Michigan. So, yeah. I mean, I ate, I ate some tags. I had some tag soup here too, but, um, but it, and that doesn't bother me. I think, and that's the yeah. first thing from a confidence side. I think that we all need to, you know, guys out there in, in podcast land, um, and, and Nick, you probably vouch for me on this. I think if you're not okay with eating some tag soup, don't try. Don't travel. <laughs> <laughs> I ate four. I ate four of them last year. So <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ate four last year, but let's go back the year before. Now tell me. Let's go into yeah. into what would that be? Twenty your twenty twenty season. That's why I, this year I was okay with that. I think yeah. I, I, got, I, got, I was very fortunate for the years leading up to it. And, uh, yeah, I think I was, I think 19, I killed three bucks. Yeah, you had 20, a good year that too. 20, 20, I killed two. Okay. So I think it was 17, 18, and nine, or no, 
18 and 19, I killed three bucks. Then 20, I killed two. So this year, coming to or this last season there, I was kind of, I kind of bumped up my standards a little bit. Right. Is what it was. And, you know, I had some, I won't complain one bit. I, you know, I ate four tags. I didn't kill a single deer last year. But at the same point, too, I was passing deer that every other year I would have been shooting type of thing. So. Well, and that's it too. I mean, that's that's a growth. A growth is a hunter, yeah. and, and looking at it and going, okay, I I've been down this road. You know what I mean? I, I don't need to shoot another hundred and twenty five inch eight point. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I just don't. Yeah. I'm not I'm not harvesting to harvest or killing to kill. However, you guys want to want to hear it, I don't care. But you know, and that's that's good. That just says a lot about um, I guess your uh, your rapport as a hunter too, and in, in, in your character too. Just going, yeah, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm, but this is what I want to do, and that's kind of what I try and do. I try and set the goals. Going back to pattern things, I try and set myself some goals and say, look, yeah. here's the deal. I'm going to be, you know, I, I'm shooting, you know, three deer over 150 this year, and one of them is going to be in velvet. That's what's going to happen. Mark my words. Got it. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. Too. Go ahead, write it down. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Get some footage and everything. I mean, anything over that's a bonus. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So, and that's, that's just one of those things that I think, like you said, you, you, you get accustomed to that. So let's, let's pick some of those stories up real quick and then, you know, are five. we, huh? Five. Five? You're, I, I you're, shoot five. You're shooting five. Over 150. Uh-huh. Have to. Wow. I gotta be Kyle season. Oh, man. That's a, <laughs> five over 150? That'd be K. I know. Four. I mean, you got four last year. Goddamn. Yeah, I gotta do one bar. Yeah, you have to look at the um, go back on our on our website and look at the the picture. I'll send it to you after we're done of the all of the amount of just the bone on the counter where he's standing there from from his season. I mean, he had a stellar season. One eighty four. One eighty four and change. One seventy seven. Yep. One sixty two. Uh huh. One fifty two. Yeah. yeah. Within all oh, within yeah, that's that's roundups, but yeah. Can I borrow whatever lucky charm you have? And, yeah, we uh, we've been asking him over his, and over, like, what in the hell he's got in his freaking well, pocket? Because well, like, his buddy, his buddy from Louisiana, Island Boy, he says, um, "Call me today." It makes me think of it. He says, "He says, Kyle, who you got? You got that lucky horseshoe up your ass?" So today <laughs> he called and he's like, "Kyle killed a turkey in Indiana." I said, "No, he ain't got that lucky horseshoe up his ass with them turkeys, does he?" And I said, "No." <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah, the the turkeys. Uh, oh man, the turkey's been tough. I mean, uh, for Kyle, I mean, he did get one here in in Michigan, but for me, turkeys have had my number this year too. I mean, you've been fortunate enough. That you got two. How many? How many did you get, Nick? You got you got the one Michigan bird. I seen that on film. Yep, that's all. I, that's all I've killed. But I called in that weekend alone. I so we hunted Saturday morning. Called one in for AJ from Ohio. That was his very first bird. Yeah, that was cool. I seen. Um, he was pretty pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was sweet. He was he was my main priority for that weekend. Basically, that was the number one goal. And to get it done on the first morning was just weighed off the shoulders. Right. And then uh, Sunday morning we went out. I called in two bird had two birds in the decoys. Thought they were jigs. Turns out when he was on the decoy, also I noticed he's got freaking. He's only got three inch beard, so I'm like, oh, it's just two jigs because the other one was a jig. Right. Next I know he's on top of the decoy. And I look, he's got freaking over inch spurs. I'm like, what the heck? Where yeah. You, where, where, and uh, so, anyways, but then we had two more come in right after that. Bumped them off. Tyler shot one of those, and then um, we were all celebrating after that. And about ten minutes later, here comes another one right in the decoys, and I end up shooting that one. Yeah, but um, do you do you want to so do you want to tell the rest of that story? 
Let's go. Let's go back and let's talk about that. Right. I got. I got to beat you up a little bit about that one. Right. Oh God! <laughs> I see. I seen the footage. It's a. It's good. Yeah. That's a good hunt. Like I really. Yeah. I enjoyed the whole deal with AJ, and then I watching. You know, obviously watching you and Tyler. That's always fun, anyways. But like watching the two of you in the hunt, and and the way you guys yeah. are like scrambling in the blind. That's so true of what it's like when we're trying to get footage. People don't understand oh, yeah. how how bad it is. Especially turkeys in a blind. It, yeah, I mean, when turkeys too, when we're all hunting together like that, it's like, how many cameras can we turn? Can we get on? Right. You know, type of thing. So then you're scrambling trying to do that. But, um, so where do you want to go back? <laughs> all right. So, so like Scott, and I don't know if you've seen this one yet or uh-huh. not. So they're they're in the blind, and I'll let Nick take over here in just a second. Tyler shoots a bird. The bird goes, I'm gonna say right. And they're all in the in there. They're like celebrating, have a good time, which is great. And the birds just kind of he meanders off. Bow kills both bow kills. He meanders yep. off, and then out of nowhere, this random bird with like the five inch dagger shows up. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's like he's got some hooks that are intense, but he shows up. And what happens now, Nick? Uh, <laughs> so he kind of, I mean, at that point, you know, you're already in the scramble, and uh, you know, basically. I, I'm videoing them, so at the time I'm videoing them because we're watching Tyler's bird. Yep. And we're watching footage back, still watching his bird type of thing. Like, oh, you smoked him type of thing. Just trying to like, like, I don't know if they, you know that bird acted a little like, weird too. I mean, he didn't yeah, act like he oh, was hit. He the way he was standing so, out there. Well, the weird part was is so Tyler shot him. They went left of us, and then they cut back right. And when they cut back right in front of the blind, they're in between us and the decoy. And I could see blood just run down his legs. Right. So I'm like, oh, he's done, you know, yeah. type of thing. And um, so Tyler's trying to, you know, scramble, trying to get another arrow. You know, the bird's still in range type of thing. But eventually he gets out, you know, gets out of the blind view where we can't right. um, get the, you know, main blind. And he gets out further. And it was just basically a Hail Mary shot at that point. Tyler takes one and ends up missing. But. He was probably out 50 yards or something like that. We were just kind of guessing it and sure. trying to do, our, do our, our intelligence for this bird, you know, put this bird down as quick as possible. Right, right. So anyway, he ends up missing. They, they were going off behind us. We're just watching these birds. We're literally in the blind facing backwards, looking off the back of the blind at these birds just watching them. And uh, next thing I know, I just kind of poke my head out the window and I look back to where all these birds have been coming from. And sure shit, there's a tom right there. When he pops out in his head, he was just instantly, I'm like, we're screwed. Because yeah. the demeanor on his, his, the way his head color was, his demeanor, I was like, he, we're screwed. And uh, he just kind of come out and he was like, almost kind of sat there for a second. And then it just, it was like light switch. Boom. He was back calm, you know, kind of like. Yeah, he didn't, calm. he didn't look committed at first. Like when yeah, he comes out, he looks like, definitely, definitely like he's on edge. Before yeah. you continue, because this is going to be an important factor. Was that, did you have your bow with you or were you shooting Tyler's bow? Cause I know sometimes, I, bow. I, <laughs> I know sometimes like if, if everybody's set up pretty good, you know, sometimes that, you know, when you're filming and stuff, we hand off bows or do crazy things. So and people yeah. don't realize that we do that, but no, I, I brought my bows basically, you know, I was, my main focus was Tyler that morning. Like I'll bring mine just in case if something crazy happens and it's just kind of sitting there in the blind to the side. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, I poke out, and also I see that bird, and I'm, all of a sudden everyone's just, oh, shit. We're putting windows back up in the back of the blind, scrambling around, trying to switch cameras. I'm grabbing my bow, trying to get ready, everything like that. 
and uh, this bird ends up coming and comes right in the decoys. And uh, I mean, he comes in and just at that point, I'm a hundred mile an hour type right. with everything, all the scramble and everything else is going on. And I admit it, I, I rushed my first shot and I just, I literally just flopped up, hit the feathers in the back. And it back. It's really hard to and tell it, until you see where you guys slow that back down in, in the footage. It doesn't seem at first, I'm like, I'm like, why are you shooting again? I mean, I get trying, you know, at first I was like, man, no, that's a good shot. And then when I slow, you guys slowed it down and played yeah. it back, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally just, just fall off of feathers, basically. And I'm like, you know, so at that point, I'm scrambling again, trying to grab another arrow. And uh, he still comes out, you know, he comes out and he, uh, he was my, my, primarily favorite shot at a turkey is when they're facing straight away, straight away, not strut like that. Yep. And I just ended up pinwheeling him at that point. He yeah, he took that one like a champ, like right to yeah. the right to the shit wagon over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, yeah, flew to the wagon and died right underneath it. And uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, even after that, I mean, we're still, you know, we're just like, holy shit, like that just happened, type of thing. And I mean, that that would have been bird number five in the decoys at that morning. It's just mm-hmm. like, like, and. So that morning started off with, so the night, or actually the night before, we we pulled up there, and we saw one bird, or one for sure, uh, Tom, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I thought it was two jakes, or some hands, go to bed. Okay. So we got it, you know, it's like, all right, well, we need to set up here in that morning. So we go in there that morning, here's some birds, birds got one way off in the distance, and then we got one bird I can see in the tree, and he gobbled maybe two or three times, and that's it. He was within 200 yards of us, and when he pitched out, he pitched out, and I'm like, oh, it won't be long. Right. He'll be in this field. We sat there until 1030, didn't hear a single gobble, or it was about 930, 10. Didn't hear a single gobble, no nothing, and all of a sudden these birds just start piling in their type of thing. Still no gobble, no nothing. Wow. Which is crazy. Well, and it was a bright, sunny day that day, too, so that's surprising me a little bit, too. I mean, it wasn't wasn't cloudy and overcast. You see a lot of yeah. that on the overcast, nasty, rainy days. They're quiet. Uh, yeah, no, this, yeah, definitely what, you know, it was kind of one of those day, off days, but right. um, was that I think, day? Uh, that, that was, was Sunday morning. Day. So that would, what, the 24th yeah. of, of April or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, I feel, I feel like the, the biggest thing was, is we've had those, that cold, like drizzly weather or whatever you want to call it leading up to it. And then all of a sudden, boom, that weekend it warmed up to 70 degrees. Right. Or whatever, so it's like it almost just seemed like it just it fired them birds up for the for that weekend, right? And then it was the same thing leading into the next weekend too, because again it was like cold, you know, wasn't very warm and just overcast all, week all weekend, and then the weekend comes around, boom, so warm and sunny again, and birds were fired up and end up killing one, killing one the next weekend too. Yeah, but, yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys did a did a number on the turkeys for sure. You did a good job. I mean, that's that's one of the things that. You know, obviously, we'll we'll talk off record, and and maybe sure. we'll get we'll get some information together. Maybe next year we'll, you know, Scott and I were talking about collaborating and bringing in some competitiveness to yeah. our, our live opening day feed. <laughs> so it it worked good for us, you know. I mean, it was successful, and you know, it has been. We've done it for two years now inside, and, and you know, bringing some other mm-hmm. some other folks in there from the outside would be it make it even more fun. You know, let's put some numbers yeah. out there, and let's you know, let's let's uh, let's bet some beer. Beers or uh, excuse me, adult pops, and and, yeah. and and have have some good times with it, you know. Um, 
So let's let's spin from the turkeys. That's uh, okay. Even though it's a turkey season, I want to know. Let's talk about your your alter ego or your your alias. I want I want to hear about that. I, I mean, everybody everybody probably if they watched your show or they've listened to anything where you've been on or you know they pretty much know that you ha- you have this other name. Yeah. <laughs> so Rick Cooley. Rick Cooley. <laughs> so tell and me about Rick Cooley. I think everyone knows me as that now versus my actual name, it seems like. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so we had this guy who called himself the Rise Super Fan. I have, I've never met the guy. Tyler's never met the guy. This guy has his own Instagram. Like the, he, He's yeah, like the maybe. Rise Super Fan Instagram, yeah. Facebook. He's like everywhere. Just out of the blue makes this, and next thing you know, we're getting, like, you know, prior requests and follows from him and stuff. We're like, who is this guy? So Alex used, you know, Alex Sadowski, he was with the Rise there, too, for a while. And uh, it was a guy he knew through, like, I don't know how he knew him. But so he's the only one who actually knew him. None of us knew him. Never seen this guy, know nothing or anything, never talked to him or anything like that. And he comes up with this stuff. And he was just... In a way, he was making fun of us, but, you know, right. it, it was all fun and poking jokes. And, you know, it's just we laughed our asses off every time he would do something type of thing. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Right, right. And, uh, but, you know, it's just somehow I ended up, I mean, even right there at camp, everyone, or Tyler and Tyler and Mike, they call me, they call me Rick now. Every right. Single, like, it's like, like, do you get mad about it? I'm like, no, like, so I just laugh. But, you know, it's like, right. I don't get mad. Yeah, you got to be a good sport. I mean, and I think yeah. it, I think it adds it adds something more to it. You know what I mean? It's funny. I mean, I yeah. laugh when I hear it. I mean, I I had heard the story before, so I knew. Yeah. But you know, if somebody hadn't heard the story, they'd be like, "What the hell?" You know? I mean, I have yeah. I have an alter ego as well. That I mean, you have to just stay tuned to see when he debuts. I mean, he's been out there a little bit. He was there in the live feed, and I'm sure he'll be back. He's a little southern, um, southern guy that that I met. Uh, you know, actually Scott met when he was down in Kentucky. His name's Buck. So you, you might see him show up every once in a while, but <laughs> wait a second. Oh yeah, you'll we, have to give me the heads up. <laughs> yeah, I will. What town was that in Indiana? Buck could have been the mayor. Oh god, that no, time. that was Vernon. Vernon. Like, Vernon Mount. Mer- oh my god, that was, that was this. This is a bad town we were in. So I mean, they had summer teeth. Like some people had teeth, and the other, no, they didn't at all. Yeah, it was worse than anywhere we'd been in Kentucky for sure. That was bad. That McDonald's was bad. No, the McDonald people were phenomenal, <laughs> but the, yeah, they the were patrons. like they were like engineers of the town. Yeah, it was bad. So, so what you're saying is they're cooking something along the hills in that area. Well, you know, they could have been. Saying that. I, no, I think it was more like uh, there was some stuff going on. It starts with an I, and you well, know, brothers, similar to a nest. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, there's sisters and cousins and brothers and uncles. It, there was a lot of weird stuff going on. And then we then we went a little further and crossed the border into Kentucky, and we were like, okay, we're in a normalcy again, which is weird to say that we crossed the border and went into normalcy because, you know, people say that stuff goes on in Kentucky, and I think it's in Indiana. So this was a, this was the Indiana-Kentucky area. Yeah, yeah, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Kentucky-ana. Kentucky is phenomenal. Yeah. I love Kentucky. That part of the Indiana was just. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, we, you know. I don't know what's wrong with Scott's Siri, but it took us on like the craziest route we've ever been on, both there and back. So, of course, we're hauling the tractor. We're trying to do land management. We're trying to do all kinds of different things. So, you know, him and I are just beat from turkey hunting and 
plots and everything else. And, and we're going through this adventure of like, we need some breakfast and this is what we encountered. So before we get off on, an, on another, yeah, it was bad. So before we get off on a tangent, cause I know we will, and I see where that's going. Like your face is just lighting up over there. You're loving it. So let's talk about, um, uh, let's go to some of these other kills. Let's talk about your now biggest kill. Okay, my Ohio one. Yeah, let's talk about that one. That's a pretty uh, that's a pretty good story. Yeah. So obviously Scott knows who Matt is. I don't know if you if you know if you met him or not. Yeah, I know Matt. Yeah. I haven't met him, but I know who he is, yeah. Killing okay, killing so, machine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start at the beginning with him because he's a guy where back in the day when forums were were the cool thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I worked on, basically worked on my computer, so I had nothing better to do besides sit on forums and whatever bullshit with people. Right. Um, I was on one where they had, they had a turkey tournament, basically, and, uh, so me and him in the first year ended up being on a team with a couple other guys, and, um, then the next year, we won it that year, so then the next year we were still, you know, there's like, basically we were trying to, re- you know, redo our championship or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it type thing. Right. And, um, I was struggling with some birds here in Michigan, basically. Like I was, I had a group of birds and I just could not get to commit to save my life. I would see them every single time, but just couldn't get them to work and commit. For it me. sounds and like um, me in Tennessee this year. I was on birds <laughs> every day and I couldn't get, and birds wouldn't come inside of a hundred yards. I mean, I got four or five, yeah. six times at a time. And I'm like, can one of you guys just leave? Come on, please. Yeah, that's what it was. I had, I had a group of six times, and just you would think like, oh, six times would come in and beat the shit out of my one big decoy type thing. No, they they wouldn't do nothing. So, so anyways, I was saying, you know, I'm talking to you know our group on there, our team or whatever, and telling him, and he's like, you know, he gives me his number. He's uh, he's like, call me. So I was like, all right, you know, call him up, and uh, here I got this. Hillbilly voice guy from Ohio type of thing, and uh, just got bullshitting with them. And then next thing you know, he's talking like, you know, I I get talking to him. You, you know how it is when you talk to certain people. You're like, okay, this guy knows knows what he's talking about. He you either know or you don't. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, then he started talking about deer hunt. Da, 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 and, um, one thing led to another. He's like, you know, come down to Ohio and hunt. Okay, because at the time I really didn't do much traveling, you know, right. you know, as far as hunting. So I was like, okay, you know, no problem. Sure. So it turned out to where I went down there, and um, next thing you know, we became, you know, became really good friends, and we funded all over together type of thing. And so he was my Ohio, he's my Ohio source for deer hunting, basically. And, okay. Um. So, anyways, yeah, going down to Ohio um, that year. So that year was pretty much. You know, I, I hunted all bow season, and then once gun season come into Michigan, it was type of thing where um, I started going to Ohio pretty much every weekend type of thing. So right. I started going down there, and we're throwing cameras out, kind of getting up, getting in the groove of a deal. And um, the year before, he, he got pictures, or he found the sheds off a buck across the street um, by his house there. And just... Stupid big deer, and okay. at the time, you know, mid one eighties type thing. Wow! And uh, but he would only show up late season. This best spot was only there. There would only be deer there there in the late season. So it's like, all right, let's get something set up over there type of thing. And uh, we started getting pictures of 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 that deer again the following year. Okay. 
and then um and then the buck i ended up killing okay and uh so we got pictures of them and it was kind of one of those deals nighttime 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 well me being my stubborn ass i keep going down the weekend after weekend after weekend i'm like all right you know sooner or later i know these deer something's gonna change yeah it's it's later on it gets in the year you know they they need to feed their belly they're gonna want to feed their bellies more and you know start becoming you know more patternable um so I go down there, and it would have been muzzleover season, or the day before muzzleover season opened up down there, which is, like, I think at the time was, like, December 31st or something like that. I was going like to say end of December or something, right after yeah. Christmas or something, right? Yeah, so I go down there, and uh, I'm like, all right, I'm a day early before muzzleover season, I'm going to go off my boat. And he, Matt asked me, he's like, you can go over there. I'm like, nah, they really, they haven't been showing up anywhere close to daylight, really, type of thing. So I ended up going, like, you know, behind his house instead of across the street from his house type thing. And uh, um, he's sitting at the house, and he's like, get back to, you know, get back after the evening hunt and see a single deer type thing. He's like, there was a good one. He's like, there was a good one over there. He's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like how good? He's like, I, he, was, he was a 10. He was probably pushing, you know, probably mid-50s or something like that. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And uh, we end up going to dinner, you know, I get back and we end up going to dinner at his, at his one boy's house. And on the way there, I get my phone dings off, which is only like, you know, about an hour after dark type of thing. Right. I show him like, you know, his cell camera. I was like, is this a deer? He goes, yep. Hmm. So we had pictures of that deer a couple times leading up to it. And then he like ghosted us for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden, boom, there he was. So I was kind of kicking myself in the ass, obviously. I hung that spot the rest of the week during muzzleloader season. Right. <laughs> and, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, it was, then we got to the point after that where we were getting pictures of probably 10 different bucks at, but there was all at night and, uh, like, you know, nowhere even were close to, close to dark, but <clears throat> knowing that he was seeing them, you know, late season, the year before they start piling out during daylight type of thing. Right. I was like, it's just a matter of time. We, we know where they're betting. It's just they're they're betting on the neighbors, so we can, we're as close as we can get. Right. Thing. So I was like, it's just a matter of time before, before they do daylight. Right. So we start getting down. I start hunting there, and um, just consistent. And, you know, I'll go sit, so I'm not even seeing a deer. Type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, Those are the worst sits, too, especially, yeah. you know, in Ohio it gets cold, too. I don't know whereabouts in Ohio. Southern? Are you central? Southern. Okay. Southern. So, so we'll call it southern half of the state, south of Columbus. Yeah, and okay. it was, I mean, I say cold, but it wasn't. You know, it was like mid thirties. Yeah, it's basically as cold as it was getting. You know, it's mild winters that we've been having. Right. And um, so, anyways, finally, um, I think it would have been the third weekend before the end of the season. I have a buck show up. He comes in right at last light, which at the time, you know. It was a solid deer for me. He was, but I figured he was only three and a half, and you know, probably pushing one thirties. Which okay. most of the time I would probably be pulling the trigger, but sure. I had those two other bucks showing up basically every single night. It's just you know, well after dark, and I just kept telling myself it's a matter of time. It's a matter yeah. of time. But every time I'm going in there too, I'm almost I'm getting worried every time too because you're laying that scent path down. You know everything. Every time you put on a stand, you're just putting pressure, putting yep. pressure. Yep. And you, you start tasting that tag, paper yeah. tastes bad. You know, you're just like, yeah. Ooh. I was like, you know, t- kind of one of those things where I was trying to be persistent, but I was, I was scared I was overdoing it too. Right, right. 
So anyways, that buck comes in. I ended up passing him. Go back to the house, tell my aunt. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, type of thing. You're, you're hunting out of state. You're spending all the money driving down here. And I'm like, like, well, I can't kill a 160 or 180 if I shoot a 130 type of thing. That, like, that's a, that's a great mentality. That's what we say all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we say you can't kill big deer if you shoot small deer. Yeah. And not that a 120, and, 130 is small because, I mean, we'll no, make it happen. It was a great deer, but, you know, <laughs> it's it just, and, and now I'm glad, you know, we'll get into that, that afterwards. But, um, so anyways, I go down, I, I pass him, mm-hmm. down, I think that was a Saturday night. Um, so I go out Sunday evening. Nick, I was gone, rewind all the way back 15 we, minutes no, ago. <laughs> we're not rewinding. No, sorry. You'll have to just stay tuned and watch the footage on this one. Yeah, so I go, I go out, I go out Sunday evening, and then basically say, you know, I'd hunt, and then turn around, drive back home. Oh, he ain't killed a deer yet. No, we're still. In Holy the- Christ! Get yeah. to the punchline, son. <laughs> no, this is a good story leading up to I'm it all. Not, Come I'm on, now. Messing around. I've been, I know. I've been out of this one. That's what. Well, that's what Matt told him. He was like, "Come on, kill deer." <laughs> so now. But, so, anyways, I go out that Sunday evening, and it, it snowed like at the big. At that earlier in the day, okay, and the moon was up, like the brightest rising moon. Early season, I'm like, I'm like, here we go. I go out that evening. All of a sudden, I look, I look. So basically, there was the field edge I was talking about was on a tree line. There was a cattle pasture and then some thick bedding where we knew that's where they were at. Okay. So Sunday evening, I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, I look and what there's one gap through the cattle pasture on the other side. Okay. I look over and I just see. I just see white. I'm like, holy shit! Both binos. I'm like, that's him. You know, at the time, at the time, I'm hunting this this buck that we call or like. So there's a clean ten, which is the one I ended up killing. And then there's one that we call split G two, which was just giant. You know, type okay. thing for me is. So I see him. I'm like, holy shit! There he is. Right. You know, and it's like today's the day. Minutes, it's like 45 minutes before dark. I'm like, there, there's time. There's right. time. He'll come across. And um, they just end up is. They were across that cow pasture, and then I cut. So they, I saw them for literally probably thirty seconds, and then I couldn't see them anymore. So I was just staring across that cow pasture, waiting for them to like hopefully cross it and come to. And the minutes become hours, and the seconds become days. And then at that point, as it starts getting darker and darker, I'm like, I want to get out of here too because the next, I don't want to be. Now you don't. Yeah, you don't want to blow them out. Yeah. So second, literally shooting time hits. I'm literally half packed up down the tree and I like try to get out of there as quick as I possibly can. And I'm like, so after that weekend, I'm like, Holy shit. I saw like, you know, the, at that time was, that's the biggest deer I've ever probably seen on the hoof. So I'm like, Holy shit. I like, I'm going back down. I'm like, I was like, all right, I got two weekends left in the season to try to kill them type of thing. Right. Cause that's all I, that's all I could do is I could just only hunt weekends. You know, I'm working all week for type thing. Well, and he's been consistent with getting closer and closer to that you know, I guess we'll call it the bewitching hour too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he's, he's slowly progressing to come out into that, from that pasture into, into your area, your shooting lanes and everything at yeah. the right time, if you will. And Ohio, their season runs so late, you know, at that time too, I know that like it's staying daylight longer and longer too. Sure. At that time, at that time frame. So I'm like, all right, you know, get a little bit longer days and getting a little bit longer days. He's getting a little bit more comfortable, let's say. And, you know, so I go down that next weekend and, um, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like, just please God, like do the same thing, you know, a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier type of thing. 
and uh praying for a mistake <laughs> yeah so i go out there saturday you know again it's it's not your ideal like kind of late season conditions you want snow brew cold it ain't that type of thing right and um so i go out there saturday evening walk out there end up buying a shed right right there by the tree i'm like oh mm. cool you know um didn't see a single deer type thing <laughs> <laughs> so Sunday Sunday rolls around Sunday evening and uh, again it snowed it snowed during the morning and like they end up with like an inch of snow but by the time you go out for the afternoon hunt it's, it's gone. pretty much all gone right so go out for the afternoon hunt and uh, I was sitting there whatever and it's probably I don't know I guess it would have been like an hour and a half before dark I look up by the road and uh, the guy who farms it is a neighbor. And he had some standing corn up there by the road, which is only probably 200 yards from me. Okay. I look over there and I see him. He's he's been bimbling through the standing corn over there. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Uh-huh. Well, from the stories I hear from Matt, he's just some whack job type thing. And I'm like, so I call Matt and I'm like, make sure he doesn't come back here type of thing. Da da da. Um, at this, then it was like a couple minutes go by or whatever, and all of a sudden I look over and that on that cattle pasture, and I see, I see a deer at like eighty yards. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, there's a deer. Pulled the binos and I was like, holy fuck, there he is. That's and him, yeah. Me, yeah. And then I, you know, then I'm like, okay, there's another deer and another deer. So I start scanning. Well, there's the split G two and the clean clean ten, and then on our smaller buck, I'm like, at that time, I'm like, holy shit. Now what do I do? I got to make a yeah. choice, right? Yeah. So, so. Well, originally, you know, I was like, I, I played this over and over in my head, at, leading up to this, because I, you know, was, I hunted, I was hunting them for every weekend for so long, and I knew that the clean ten would still be my biggest deer. So in my head, I played the scenario over. Like it was crazy how it all played out. But I played the scenario over and over in my head that if that clean ten, I'd do everything I possibly could to hold out for that split G two buck, but. If for whatever reason something went south or something started to happen or whatever it was, I would shoot that clean tank because he would still be my biggest deer. And um, so these deer are at like 80 yards and then uh, they're coming in. They hit the tree line that I'm sitting on. And at that time, once they got so close to the tree line, I couldn't see them. So oh, I'm, you know, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there like waiting for them to pop out on my side of the tree line. It's literally like almost 10 minutes. And also I woke up way up. And they're at like 200 yards on the tree line. I'm like, oh shit. So they must oh, have no. hit the tree line and went and away way. from me. So I'm like, oh shit. You know, but at the same point, too, I'm like, like well, I still got plenty of time. Right. Well, I look back over towards the road. Farmer's still out there in that corn, bimbling around. And I look at these deer and they're just staring at them. I'm oh like, God. I'm like, fuck. You know, it's like, been waiting for this moment and they just get bust out of here because of him. Yeah, you just feel so, so defeated in that moment, too, where you just you almost give up on the hunt. You're just like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. So that clean time, I, I, I'm watching him just stare at this farmer, and he jumps back, you know, back towards the tree line where I can't see it. I'm like, fuck, you know, type <laughs> thing. Just, you're, you're, just, you're just drained at that point. Like, are you kidding me? And then it was literally like a couple minutes later, all of a sudden they pop back out. So they... For whatever reason, they must have calmed back down. They worked down the tree line closer to me because they're so. It's like it's probably a twenty-yard tree line where I can't see when they're up top close to it because I'm okay. in the middle. Yep. So next thing I know, they're popping out at about a hundred yards, okay. and all three of them are coming in, coming towards me. I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah. 
Back fast forward. Heart gets going again. I'm filming. That's the card full. Like, holy son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. We've so, all been uh, there. We've all been there. Yeah. So, and what really sucks is because my touch screen on my camera quit working, so I got to go through and I'm manually trying to lead all this shit. It's oh, a hard yard. So, you know, feed and slowly work and feed them. And I'm like trying to lead enough footage. Like, okay, I got 10 minutes. Thing, get back to filming them. And they're coming in. First comes in, first comes in that clean time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's right there at 25 yards, and uh, and the little then the little buck was coming. And the split D two was behind him, so I'm I'm waiting for the split D two buck at that point. Like I'm waiting for him. Like I know he's seven plus year old deer pushing mid 180s. Like I'm waiting for him. So when the clean ten comes in, there ended up being a possum right there. Oh god! And um, so when he comes in, he sees the pot. I didn't notice at the time until I watched the footage back afterwards. He sees the possum. Possum kind of goes goes running off. Next comes in um, the smaller but or the split D two bucks kind of skirting out there at like thirty five yards. So I'm waiting for him, just kind of like all right, like I got all the time in the world at this time. Like he's I just slow things down. Right. And um. And uh, so then he comes in. He's right there at thirty five yards. A small buck comes in, starts committing. He's at like twenty yards. <clears throat> sees that possum. Wigs out, wigs out a little bit, starts jumping back. And at that time, I don't know. I didn't know. You had no idea what he was doing. You thought it was something so, on you did or something. Yeah. So, because they already were, you know, kind of past my scent stream at that point. I mean, there's barely no wind that 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 night, but they already kind of passed it. So I'm like, straight panic mode and split D two buck. Obviously, he's like, well, what the heck's he freaking out about? Right. So in my in my head, I'm like fuck they're waking out they're getting out of here it's like, now or never i yeah and i was like okay 160 inch deer which would be my biggest deer at 20 yards i know that for 100 sure or taking a guess at one that was 35 40 yards thinking he's on alert at that point right you know trying to shoot an alert deer at marginal shot or something yeah, yeah you just guessing range at an alert deer not knowing so i was like well fuck it my biggest deer right there chip shot i'm doing that and um so I shoot him, which everyone that everyone that sees the video, they're like, "You shot the wrong deer." <laughs> like, you know, I, they're both stellar deer, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, and and what's funny yeah. is you hear those people that say you shot the wrong deer, and you know what I mean. Those guys are like, they're batting, you know, with their hundred and ten inch eight How points. How say yeah. shot the wrong deer? Yeah, I mean, because you know, I mean, he shoots the clean ten, and he the split, shot the wrong deer. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's like. <laughs> No, it's good though. It's good footage. You know what I mean? And it, it shows, it goes back. And the reason why I wanted you you to tell that story is it shows discipline too in kind of what we were talking about earlier is like, it shows where you have grown and your progression as a hunter and, and what we look for. And everybody thinks that we're out there and this is what we do. And, you know, we're constantly overthinking everything that we're doing in the, well, most of us are, you know what I mean? As far as like, I don't want to go in and I don't want to lead the scent trail. I don't want to do this, that, and the other. And what happens, and like you said, not knowing about the possum and not knowing all of these things that become yeah. a big factor creates, you know, it, it I mean, it creates a, a growth, I guess, if you will. So yeah. now the clean 10, what does that end up scoring? He was 160 on the dot. Yeah. So per, like perfectly, as, as picture perfect as you could get. Yeah, he's pretty symmetrical. And, uh, you know, that I, before that, my biggest was 143 type thing. So it's like, 
Yeah. I wasn't going to complain one bit, but I'd be lying up every day after that to eat me alive. For, yeah. You know, it's like I wanted that other one so bad. Now, did, and I'm sure you've talked to Matt, did anybody harvest that other one? So we, it was second to last weekend season. Yep. So we figured, we're like, all right, he's made it through. Yeah. So Matt went, Matt went shed hunting that year, like, because he found the sheds the year before. And uh, we're like, we know where he's living. Right. Went in there, went in there, never found the sheds. I'm like, well, fuck, maybe he, maybe after that whole ordeal, he boogered out pretty good because we didn't get any pictures of him after that. Mm. I mean, you get a seven year old deer type thing. I kill his buddy that's sitting right there, and then we go in there and cover him. Like, he ain't going to tolerate that type no, of No, no, yeah. he's going to be gone for a little while anyway, for sure. Yeah. So, maybe even, maybe even relocate, period. Yeah. So, the thing, you know, coming into this season, we're like, we know he's alive. Right. You know, or, or that he made it through, you know, the season, last season. We're like, we're 100% confident at that point that he made it through the season. So, after that, we're like, crossing our fingers, and this coming this year, we're like, where is he at? Where is right. he at? Where right. is he at? And uh, he never showed this year. Huh. But. So this shed, shed season, Matt went over there and was actually able to find his one, find one besides from the year that year that I had encounter with him. Oh wow! So it was a year old shed, and it went like, I think that side went eighty five and some change. It's a good so, shed. So he yeah. he never came back after you killed his. Never running, came back this year after you killed his running buddy. Yeah. But we also found out this year, too, after when we went over there shed hunting and stuff like that, there were some guys coming off a neighboring property that had cameras on the property that he was living on, which no one was supposed to be hunting on type mm. thing. They had bait pile on cameras and everything like that over there. So it's like, all it takes is one person like that to yeah. go in there and intrude his bedroom and he ain't going to be there type right. of thing. So, yeah, I mean, between those two, those well, two that, things going on, that could That definitely... sounds good. That maybe they did it, but you did it. You shot his running buddy. He saw a murder. He ain't coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Went, he went right into the red room and he's like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> he, he's like, this is not a good place. That Joker took a head spin. <laughs> he was all freaked out and, and everything. Took no, a shaft no. and was out. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. Well, that's you yeah. know, it's a it's a good that's a good story. And you guys got the footage of that one up. You did get footage of that. That's yeah. that's good footage. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, we're, we're getting, we're right in an hour. So, I mean, I, I won't, uh, you know, bore you with Scott and I for forever tonight, but you know, your, I, well, I, I got, what's your, your deer hunting schedule this year? Are you hitting Ohio hitting? That's right where I was going to. Yeah. Was, well, well, you've been doing all the questions. I know it's weird that you're not heading any extra Missouri, any of that. What's your schedule this year? Oh. So last year I, I did fill a tag type of thing, and in a way I, I kind of come out. I come out of last year as I got spoiled rotten years before, and yes, I did bump up my standards a little bit this year. And I'd had some. I I won't complain one bit because I had some amazing hunts, but I also feel like I kind of let. I don't know why I say let my guard down a little bit, but I don't feel like I did the amount of work and effort as I have in those other years where I was successful. I just kind of slacked off a little bit, I feel like. So coming in this year... Like, you got a little spoiled. I mean, you got a little yeah. spoiled. I mean, you have, you have seasons like that. I mean, you, what's that? Eight, six, eight, nine? I mean, what do you kill? Ten deer in four years? Yeah. I mean, so, over 
what was the smallest? Like 127, 130, yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we get we get spoiled, especially yeah. when we hunt a lot of similar parcels that we know put out good deer or we have good deer. You know, we have that top 10% deer that we're tracking or, you know, 1%, 3%, whatever, whatever it is on that property, you know, so you get spoiled. So it's to be expected. So now, now you've changed that a little bit. You're going and you're setting yeah. some different goals, uh, high goals like Scott, you know, kill five, one fifty. Not that high, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like saying, it's, I, I, I just feel like I, 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 I could have done that extra step last year type thing. So coming right. into this year, but the big thing is I realized that. You know, I sat, I sat back and I realized that, and then so this year I'm like, all right, that ain't fucking happening. I'm right. coming out swinging. I'm coming out swinging again this year. So. Keeps you honest, right? Yeah. So I went to North Dakota last year for the first time. Um, made two trips out there. So this year I'm gonna go back to North Dakota because I didn't fill a tag, and it's kind of grinding my gears. Where I'm like, all right, like let's what? go out there this year and do it. So I'm gonna start in North Dakota for their opener in September. I was gonna say, yeah, they got an early season too. What is like- it? North Dakota. Oh, yeah. There's what's there's like first weekend. I think it starts the same time Kentucky does. I think it's like the third or yeah, fifth or something like that. It may even be earlier than that. It just depends on the years. I mean, there's been years where it's open like the last weekend of August. Oh wow! Is that the so uh, you hunt public land? Uh, I got a buddy who moved out there. So Austin moved out there. Oh okay. We yeah. talked about off. So he lives out there now, and um, so I kind of got the hook up with him. Um, so I'm gonna be in North Dakota to start with. And then I'm going straight from, I'll do, go out there for a week, going straight from North Dakota to Wyoming to meet, my dad's going to fly out and went to Wyoming. Me and him are going to hunt out there uh, for mule deer with nice. bows. Nice. We've made two trips out to Wyoming with rifles before, and this year I'm like, you know, like, kind of let's do it. Let's go out there earlier when there's not as much pressure and let's try to get down those. Yeah, grind a little harder, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do that. Um, so North Dakota, Wyoming, then I'll come back basically October, October through, I think like probably November 3rd at the latest, I'm going to hunt Michigan and then I'm going to head to Kansas for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. So cool. I went out there, I went out there early spring, did some scouting and kind of slash shed hunting out there this year, Okay. Uh, which will be public. And uh, so I'm going to go out there and do that. And then after that, pretty much our gun season will roll in in Michigan. up for probably be Ohio after that. That's gotcha. Wow, you're gonna you're gonna be in all different places than what we are. We've got a we've got a pretty good spectrum of, of where we're gonna be, and that'll be good. It'll be good to see what you guys can do, and and I'm sure obviously the crew's gonna be in some other places too. Yeah. Um, so that that'll be good to see. Uh, what you guys can come up with, especially some of those places that, you know, I mean, obviously everybody knows Kansas is a good state. Everybody doesn't, they don't see North Dakota. You know what I mean? I know it's good. There's some good potential there. We were talking about, we were talking the other day about maybe trying to get into Nebraska, doing some different things out there. Yeah. Some Western stuff myself. So we'll see what happens and see what we can put together. But, um, you know, I I mean, there's a lot more that I could, I could pick your brain about. I, I know some other things. I mean, I'd like to get into some more detail. Maybe we'll have you on here. Um, a little bit later, I want to talk about some other things with you. Uh, maybe even get you and Tyler on together when you're back in in town, not working away. Well, yeah. give the yeah. give a shout to to the rise and, and yeah, for sure. I, that's I was, you, the story of what Dave went through. They got a whole social media account shut down. Yeah, yeah. I'd like brought to brought it back to 
brought her back to life. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know all that story. So we'll have to get you guys on. Maybe, maybe do a group thing. You get you guys all up there at, at Tyler's house yeah. or something. Get you guys on and something like that. And then, then uh, uh, what about the the? You guys are associated with the fall, right? Yeah, with Aaron. We're just good. We're good buddies that time. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a, kind of a cool. It's a it's a great podcast. One of the ones I like. Yeah. yeah, no, I no, Aaron does a great job over there, and he's a stellar dude. I mean, he, he's one of the nicest people I've, I've met, and he's he knocks all that low lying fruit out off the trees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to get. I, I'd like to get. Uh, I had talked to Aaron, you know, via Instagram not not long ago. I'd like to get him on here too, and, and kind of maybe even get up there and do a roundtable. Maybe I'll join you guys one time or get. You know, we. I don't know if we want to bring. Oh. I don't know if we want to bring Scott or not. He might ruin this. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Well, that guy, that guy, Aaron. If you could get it, I mean, Nick, if you could get any tips on filming and 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 the guy is a beast of. Everything I've ever heard from yeah, his production stuff is his stuff. production stuff is as as clean and as good as anybody in the business anywhere. Who is? And maybe you can't answer this. Who's doing? Who's doing Tyler stuff for you guys? Who's doing Tyler yeah. stuff? Tyler. Yeah, that's what I thought. Tyler's yeah. Tyler's stuff is 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 just as good as you know. I see a lot of different yeah. angles that that Aaron does with a lot of things that Tyler does and the when they both are and I've listened to a lot of the podcasts with the two of them and and listening to two of them talk about the way that their delivery is and the way that they break stuff down they see things the way that I see it and want to see it from a creative standpoint so it's yeah. like they they do a real good job of telling the story and making sure that their b-roll and their content really leads up and and tells gives you guys the identity but yet, then again, it still tells the whole story. Just like his whole his late Missouri hunt, that was a good one that Tyler yeah. had too. I, I really like that. So, well, the big the biggest thing that we try to put off is it's not about us. It's no. it's, it's you know it's about the, our adventure or the animal itself, and you know it's we don't want it in, in, everyone knows us, but I mean, I give two shits if someone knows who I am. Yeah, me too. I, I don't I don't want to be a center of attention. It's, you know, I'm doing this because I love it. And if I watch, you know, I'm, you know, passion. I can show you guys, you know, it's awesome. Sweet. I can show you guys. Sure. But, but yeah, as far as Tyler goes, I mean, that guy's just, he's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, they guys do, do a yeah. good job. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where good editor, but can't beat him on a motorbike. Right. Yeah. That's, I, that's what Nick said. He yeah. said that he's horrible at motocross, but he's a great editor and producer. It's, we got it. Okay. That's got the story it. Got of it. I'll remember podcast. that one. Okay. Got it. So that's the title. Uh, so <laughs> nonetheless, so, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that like, you know, everybody that, that says a lot about the content too. I, and, and I'm real picky about the stuff that I watch. Um, going back to your earlier days, you know, talking about with Austin and things like that. I mean, I remember some of that stuff and, we won't talk about the editor that they used back in the day, but he had some good stuff and there was some, some other things there. But I mean, I think that makes the show, you know, along with the personalities. I mean, you guys are all likable and, you know, obviously I I like to think that we are too. um, And, and what we do, but, uh, but it's good to see as a, uh, a lot of Michigan guys getting together and doing some quality stuff and, and actually sharing, sharing some good stories and camaraderie and, and, and yeah. obviously, it's always good to get that that cross pollination of shows and and things like that yeah, too. Nick, so. Nick, it's been pretty cool. I've been enjoying your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Watching watching you kill's been 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 cool. Obviously, once I realized, you know, putting two and two together, I'm like, wait a minute, where, why, you know? And uh, then, yeah, no, that's funny. It's, you know, like small said, world, right? Yeah. 
So, well, I won't keep you any longer. Uh, Nick, I know you're, you know, want to enjoy your night and probably some more adult pops with, with your work buddies there and, and whatnot. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I will, uh, we'll, we'll let you and let you go, but, uh, we appreciate you and, uh, you know, getting on here with us. And we also appreciate, uh, the content and stuff that you guys are putting out there and, um, you know, tell Tyler to keep it up and keep letting you kill stuff and, and we'll keep watching and do the same for us. And then, uh, we'll talk, uh, you've got my number, you know, get a hold of me. Let's, yeah. let's talk off, uh, off record and, uh, put some other stuff together. Maybe we'll get in the field together as well. So. No, absolutely. I appreciate everything. And yeah, I mean, maybe if we come down there and have some, have some adult beverages together and record a podcast or something like that. Yeah, that'll work. Got time. I'll that'll work. That'll work for us. We got the, we got the room in our podcast. We just have to kick Remy out of a chair. <laughs> uh, fucking dog has been, been sleeping through the whole thing. It's his favorite place while we're doing them. So, all right. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, once again, thanks again, Nick. And from the rise and um, tribal and I, we appreciate you guys once again. And thanks for joining the top 10% podcast. Yeah.